Parental discretion is advised. Find yourself in the Beachview area of Pittsburgh? Check out the official pizza of this show, Slice on Broadway, sharing an abnormal obsession with pizza we can relate to. Check them out at sliceonbroadway.com and tell them this show sent you. Want to have your business or podcast featured on the show? Contact us at info at sorgatronmedia.com. Subject line, advertising. Hey guys, it's the Wrestling Mayhem Show, episode 479. I'm Mike Sorg, at Sorgatron on the Twitters here in Pittsburgh, PA. Ready to get wrestling with you. Okay, podcasty-wise, whatever the case is. With me on the line, back after his week hiatus uh, in Paper Town, it is Papa Lunchbox. What's up, everybody? What the fuck is up? What's up? What the fuckers? What the fucking nuts? What the fuck stack? Fuck shit stack? What the fuck? What the fucking ears? What the fuck... Uh, fuck a Yeros. What, uh, what the fuck? What, the, what's happening? That's is this not the that mo- show? It, the, no, that's, that was something else. But thank you for hitting our swear quota right off the bat. How the fuck? We need to get Barack Obama on this show. <laughs> and we need to be more like WTF to get Barack Obama oh, okay. on this show. Oh, okay. Alright, so we need to hate life. So we just need to be like every other wrestling podcast. I was gonna say, we're wrestling fans. We've got hating life, like, cornered okay okay i got you i got got you market on lockdown all right all right um all uh, coming at us uh from the uh satellite studio in corpus christi texas is the voice of inspire pro wrestling he's Eamon payton and he's stuck on a weird pose right there for whatever reason there he is hey i'm here now less happy and delayed how you doing i aim to please on the twitters good it's daylight here yeah what's up with that? that science what the hell? Weird. How weird is that? Uh, but no, I'm I'm uh, I'm excited. Time to talk about some good old fashioned professional wrestling as opposed to the independent wrestling, which we'll save for later. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Give it a one up one time for our interview later tonight on the Indie Mayhem show. Also back one with time. us, he's the man with Riz plays games. Sometimes they're wrestling games, so you can go check that out as, <clears throat> as well. He's also on the great insert coin to begin dot com, including the Boss Battle podcast. He is the Riz. Sorg, I haven't done a wrestling game in a while. Thank you for mentioning that. But you have. Uh, I, I will probably do one, though, in the, in the later, if you guys want. Uh, I got a good one on mind. Uh, but, yeah, you can ch- follow Riz Plays Games on the uh, on YouTube's. Oh, wait, we're not plugging things yet. Hi, Sorg. Hello, hello. I don't be- know how things work in this place. Is this the part where we say good times? No, no, not, not yet. It's, no, it's early. Oh, no. Uh, it's coming up. But no, you can find out more about this show, other shows that we're doing. We have so much going on from the great crew at the Wrestling Mayhem Show, including the Midweek Wars, the wrap-ups for your Total Divas and and your Tough Enoughs. That's probably more enta- entertaining than Tough Enough is, to be quite honest. And But maybe not quite as entertaining as Tough not, tough Talk, but very close. And uh, you can subscribe to this, all those shows, right over there. Please leave comments, especially on iTunes. It means a whole lot if you're able to do that if you've been digging the show for a while and if not just even put a star rating it helps people find the podcast yeah uh, because a lot of them get out of itunes please subscribe to the youtube and also you can drop us a line at that email address 
Good times. That's right. That's right. Good times at WrestlingMamShow.com or 412-206-WMSC Sorg, I'm allergic. Allergic to good times. That's unfortunate. Allergic to good times at wrestling. No, that's not true. That's unfortunate. That's not true. Hey, if you like our music at the beginning and the end of the show, please go check out BasicSickness.com. He is uh, actually in the works, I understand, of a new album and his free music over there and music videos, and he's pretty kick-ass and a cool dude. Uh, but anyways, uh, so coming around, uh, 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 you can also support us on Patreon. Uh, become a patron if you dig the show. Uh, I mean, there's other ways. We'll talk about them later here uh, that you can support us and put some clothing on your back. But if you just want to toss a few bucks and get something extra, like we find out how Bobby is going to become a Juggalo Gigolo after this week's gathering of the Juggalos. I almost said the other thing. Uh, you can, you have to go watch it on gold because we forgot to stream it to all you guys in the chat room. Sorry about that. <laughs> Yes, so it's very exclusive. Go pay the buck. Even if it's just for the week to find out why Bobby becomes a juggalo gigolo over at patreon.com slash wrestling mayhem show. These guys are going to find out, including uh, our friend Ciro uh, Antonio Garza, who joins us frequently on the Midweek War. Uh, check out his site, wrestlingrevolution.net, and on Twitter at the W Revolution. And also our good friend, also a longtime Patreon supporter, Thank you so much. Good friends of the show helping out and and contributing to the show as well. So let's. By the way, uh, Sword. Yes. Congratulations to Bo F and Diggity. Oh, what happened? He had a little baby. He had another baby diggity. He had another baby? He had another baby diggity. I didn't even know there was another baby on the way. Yeah, I I didn't know that either. (laughs) Is this a secret surprise baby? No. He, he had it, like, a few days ago. I am not reading how his Twitter. How do you Twitters. not know this about Bo Diggity? I don't know how I don't know this about Bo Diggity. I, I, feel, I feel horrible. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, congratulations to Bo Diggity and a new baby Diggity. Uh, uh, congrats. Congrats. All right, into the show. Let's start with new. We talked about new life. Now let's talk about death. Um, oh, oh wow! Yes, that's, that's bringing it down. Yes, I'm gonna bring it down a notch. Let's talk about the Undertaker. He returned this weekend at a Battleground and even came to a Raw. Spiffy. Uh, so, 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 so. Oh, okay. We didn't get an ending to our pay per view. We're not paying sixty five dollars for this thing, so it really is Sunday Night SmackDown. To be quite honest. Um, which we kind of figured these were going to end up being sooner or later uh, with the WWE Network and, and kind of that kind of shift happening here. So what do you, how do I put the question? Um, I feel like we're going into an attitude type storyline here. I think it's great. I'm also a longtime fan of The Undertaker from back when he came out with po- the million dollar man actually uh so i'm excited for this and i'm excited for what's happening with this uh what are your what are your t- well let's go to the youngin first uh Eamon. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Eamon, what are you what's your take on this uh i i think raw extremely helped with the excitement level going mm-hmm. into this matchup um i i am very excited for this matchup i do think it was a bit of a case uh coming off just from, from battlegrounds alone of it being, it, it kind of showed the, their hand of being like, we should have Taker versus Lesnar as like a marquee match for SummerSlam. Let's figure out a way to get to it. Because mm-hmm. I, I I do have problems with the whole idea that, you know, 
it is kind of a shades of gray thing in the fact that under this makes Undertaker look like a bit of a heel. Okay. You know, both because Lesnar has been getting a lot of face reaction lately and, and has been kind of like the top baby face, I would say, for the most part uh, in the company. And the fact that Lesnar beat him clean at Mania. So, like, Taker wanting revenge is kind of weird. You know what I mean? Like, it, it, like Lesnar cheated mm-hmm. or something, like, sure. But, like, like he got to beat you clean, you know? Um, and I also don't think... It, I feel like it would have meant more if we hadn't already seen Taker at Mania. You know, if they held off, I guess, in a sense. and Right. And we're going to do this big debut. Because there is the... I mean, it's a valid point. Like, why did Taker stop Brock Lesnar in his match with Roman Reigns? Mm-hmm. Right, right. Other than... Other than the, well, other than screw him out of the title. You know? And that doesn't always make sense, I know. But in, in wrestling terms, sure. You know? Yeah. Sure, you know I think I think screening somebody out of getting a title is bigger than letting him win the title so you can take it away. Sometimes in in Revenge Land, I guess that is a uh, professional wrestling storylines. So, uh, what about you, LB? You're a long time uh, you you gotta be a long time Taker fan in general. What do you think about his return? Uh, do you think he's kind of more true to form this time? Um, well, uh, when I watched the pay per view, I was um, quiet for most of it. Uh, there was a few parts that I liked, but um, I can tell you that when the lights went out and The Undertaker showed up, I threw my hands in the air triumphantly and shouted, yes, that's the stuff. <laughs> I was very excited to see The Undertaker. Um, and uh, yes, I've, I'm a longtime fan of The Undertaker and uh, all of his permutations. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I do agree with Eamon that it's weird that he took a year off and did some other stuff first, but, uh, you know, better late than never, I say. Sure. Why not? Why not? What about you, Riz? What's your feeling on Taker? Well, I was on board with it from the beginning. Mm -hmm. I know, I know it was kind of a flippy type maneuver to have him do it now. Yeah. And at mania, but at least we're having a blow off match to be, to have that match because, Undertaker, from what I remember in my remember box, doesn't like losing, and he's going to do like like the casket match at, at SummerSlam against Yoko. SummerSlam or Survivor Series? I'm not sure. Probably SummerSlam. Yeah, uh, he came back and destroyed Yoko. Uh, uh, but um, but the point is, uh, I'm I, I'm with Eamon again on this about him waiting until until uh, now. But I think it was more of a, let's see if he can still wrestle before we put him against Brock Lesnar, who <laughs> nearly killed him two years ago. Right, right. Let's see if he can actually do things in the ring. So I think that's why they gave him Bray Wyatt. And, and from the little we've seen of him, like from – Battleground on. He looks much better now than at Mania. Mm-hmm. DDP mm-hmm. yoga. Um, so yeah, I, I'm I'm excited for this. Do you guys? I'm, oh, I'm sorry. Finish up. And I, I'm I'm more excited because of the things Paul Heyman has said right. about this. Right. So 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 now I've noticed two significant changes. One, he's wearing pants. 
Right. Sure. Right. And two, he has hair. He doesn't have the stupid mohawk. Um, I'm pleased because uh, the last few years when he's come out with the mohawk <laughs> and the full full uh, 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 tights, I think it just makes him look even older and weird. You know, um, like he's great. I'm into all this until he takes the hat off. You know, uh, and then <laughs> yeah. oftentimes we haven't seen him until WrestleMania. He's doing vignettes, doing crazy stuff in Pittsburgh. Bray Wyatt was doing a thing with an urn in the ring, and we got a voiceover in a video, right? And smoke, you know, throughout the arena. I, I like that this is like this is him. We're not hiding that he maybe doesn't look too great. He still performs in the ring. I, I think it, I don't think he's turned in a bad match in the last ten years. You know, but he's only doing one a year for the most part. Um, except for the weird thing with Brock, Brock, of course, when he got concussed. And, and this is another chance for that to be a really good match. And I think we are going to have a really, really fun, really good match that we're all going to be into here coming up at SummerSlam. Um, but, but yeah, I, 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 which made me wonder if he's going to be American Badass for a moment. But I, I don't think they'll ever come I back think, to that. I think this incarnation, at least from the way it seems, is kind of like the best combination of dead man and American badass. Mm-hmm. Cause he's got more of a, like you say, he's got like the, the, he isn't going fully Gothic. Right. He's going more like old, um, old timey, like, you know, um, he's going sort of like death Valley kind of, you know right. what I mean? He's going back to that undertaker that came back at WrestleMania 20. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Hey, yeah. I like that undertaker. Mm-hmm. That's, and that's I would love them to focus this feud more on like the badass side of undertaker. Right. More than like the supernatural side. Right. And, and I think that that's it. I think you will find, you know, uh, somebody's mentioned, I don't know if they, they just didn't notice before, but somebody's saying on our pay-per-view parties, like, Oh, he was wearing clubs like Brock Lesnar. He's been wearing those clubs for several years. He's had this MMA tendency for mm-hmm. several years. There's the key lock that he does. Key lock. He's going to lock him into taking care of business. That's right. That's right. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, and I think if it becomes more of a legit fight between the two of them, you know, this, you know, this guy's been a badass in wrestling for years. And these, remember, these are two guys that I thought had a, an amazing string of matches back in the day, even a hell in a cell uh, in Brock's first run uh, uh, in the mm. business. I think maybe his second year in the business, actually. Um, actually, that might have been his first year in the business. Now I'm thinking about because I think he had the belt at the time after the Rock. Uh, but uh, no, I'm 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 really looking forward to this. I think we're going to get a lot of fun stuff out of it. And and the best thing about the about the Undertaker doing this now is <clears throat> they they are going to have him do house shows. Really, get his face out there. Really. Yeah, they they announced he is going to be on the uh, the world the the, Me- the uh, Mexico tour. Okay, really? Oh, so, yeah. so they, foreign. They tours. announced that on the Spanish team on the Spanish team on Raw announced that. Okay, like right away. Uh, so he's going to do other shows besides two pay per views a year. There's definitely been a shift because that uh, it felt like I, I think. They're finding they need to do more than just the B team when they go out to those foreign markets. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, these people are watching our shows and they want to <clears throat> see Undertaker, and now they get to see Undertaker, right? Uh, I right. think I think that's very very important. You know, Jericho doing the house show only circuit, right? Uh, you know, just try to bump those numbers up. Those numbers were not good in Pittsburgh. I mean, I'm sure they mm-hmm. did. You know, they did fine, but in comparative, like a SmackDown over Holiday house show a couple years ago did much better than what i saw a couple weeks ago here in pittsburgh and uh but i want to get a little more back to those numbers uh i think in combination with our next discussion any last thoughts on undertaker before we move on 
I'm glad to see he's still doing stuff. Yay, yeah. stuff. Uh, actually, real quick, a line from this email I want to read in the next segment. Uh, Main Street. What, what? No. What? I would. I had a second part. <laughs> oh, to that. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm gla- I'm, it's okay. I'm glad to see he's still doing stuff, but uh, I hope that when it comes time to wrap it up, he understands that it's time to wrap it up. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I uh, think that. I know people have probably been saying this for a very long time, but I just don't think he has too much gas left in that tank. No, no. But at least they're stretching it out a little bit more, and 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 he doesn't look as worse for wear as, like, say, a Ric Flair does. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. from the chat, Mad Mike saying Smart Money says Taker Mexico show is going to be on the network. I, I hey, I, I would love to see them. He's going to be on all three nights. Okay, okay. What they could pick, they could. They I mean, could there, was, do it, there were several shows in Japan over that mm-hmm. weekend. Um, so they just pick one big one, maybe from, uh, you know, something in Mexico city, perhaps. Yeah. And, and Mexico wouldn't be as much as a, of a nuisance, I guess, when it comes to, uh, <laughs> like, especially like with the time zone stuff. Getting up know? at five thirty in the morning with my fruity pebbles. That's not going to happen this time. So, uh, you know, I'll, uh, I'll be, uh, uh, Saturday night at 10 o'clock with the burrito. Yes. Uh, and also, well, if the, that's, what? That's kind of racist. That's really- <laughs> Why? I'm I'm just I no no seriously. They got good burritos and tacos like like authentic Mexican like right up the street here. Uh, I can get and yeah, I know what and, you mean. And, and you know what I mean. I you know. know what you mean. Hey, go, get, I just came back from Chipotle, by the way. So, <laughs> no, this isn't validating Sorg's point at all. <laughs> That's why he's part of the Tex Mex Express on Thursday nights on the Midweek War. What's up, Tony? Oh yeah, um, but uh, uh, anyways, uh, Mainstream Matt sent an email uh, that I think is going to be more applicable to our next segment. But uh, we did have a, a mention here. Uh, you had a non-finish in the main event in favor of a, in favor of a confusing confrontation that made me think Undertaker may have turned heel. I will give credit to Takeo's pro- promo on Raw for setting the story straight. Um, it is interesting because um, Brock was very face going into this because he was a person wronged. It's, I, I don't think our our, our face heel thing really works. In this situation, Brock has never really been the heel. He's just a guy that goes out and kicks ass, and it didn't really mm-hmm. matter. I guess he's mostly been on the heel side, but in this case, it was really easy to say, no, he's just going to come out and kick ass, and now you agree with his reason, right? And now, and actually, I think people can pick either side for Undertaker Brock in reasoning here as well. So, All yeah. right. Yeah. Oh. Okay. No, I agree. So uh, if you want to check out some wrestling, uh, support some of the little guys around. we got PittsburghWrestling.com, and very soon we're going to have a redesigned IndieWrestling.us as well. But right now, if you go to PittsburghWrestling.com, we got so many titles over there, including the latest from Vicious Outcast Wrestling, Super Indie 14. We talked to a lot of those participants over on the Indie Mayhem Show, including the Ring of Honors. Ray Rowe, Cedric Alexander, some locals like Dylan Bossick, who I just saw tear, tear it up in the ring with uh, Jerry the King Lawler this past Saturday night at Northeast <laughs> Wrestling in Niles, Ohio. And also uh, the crazy, crazy match, Akuma versus G-Raver uh, from Unleashed last month. The, the fans bring the weapons false count anywhere match. Uh, so please go check that out. Support indie wrestling. We got Hardcore Legacy uh, with uh, with new voiceovers, uh, comment, comment, comments, commentating. What's the word, Eamon? Commentary. Commentary. Thank you. <laughs> By Shane Douglas himself over some uh, little scene footage on that one. 
uh, AJ Styles and Missing Matches, Finding Zach Gallon, so much more. Digital downloads, DVDs, all of it right there. You can get, you can go buy it right now while you're listening to this show. And by the time you're done listening to this show, we probably downloaded it, and you can go watch that uh, that, that that show right away. So go, please check it out after, Pittsburgh after our show. After our show, yeah, you took the time listening to this show to download the thing, so you got just got like you got the next yeah, but, thing but in your watch playlist. The DVD, watch it after. You listen to us. Well, you know, you can listen to us and then watch the thing. That's okay. That's okay. You know, just, you know, sorry, Joe Dombrowski. We're going to skip your commentary and we're going to listen to the Great Wrestling Mayhem show. Ooh. Joe, uh, what's up? Wow. See you next Shout week, buddy. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I didn't, uh, I, didn't, I didn't say that, Joe. That was, that was Michael. That was Sork. Yeah, that's right. Sork. That's right. Hey, things get a little tenuous when you're up against a deadline on a DVD release. Involving a, <laughs> involving a man named Virgil. <laughs> uh, anyways, go check that out. That, oh, that, hey, that's coming out next week, actually. Uh, the Legend of Virgil and his traveling uh, tra- table uh, is going to be uh, July 29th. And uh, please, please go check that out. Please go check that out. So, anyways, next up, uh, there was an interesting discussion that over the last couple of days. Uh, uh, you know, kind of started with you guys last night on the Hangout and the, the Raw Wrap-Up. Uh, and it's been developing on the Facebook and everything. The Glass Cena, uh, what what up and comer can break it? And there's been a, a few different kind of threads of this discussion that have been coming up. One side of it, Antonio Garza um, put a article into the Facebook that caught my attention, and it was kind of just kind of a pontificating sort of thing. Why almost every everyone becomes just another guy? And I feel like that's happening now. So Kevin Owens feels like he has just uh, faded into the six-man tag main event situations uh, after this week and, and losing twice to Cena. Uh, I disagree with all of you that think that Kevin Owens has not been treated correctly mm-hmm. with his tap-out loss. I agree I, yeah. I did, No, it doesn't matter. It got... It, <laughs> No, John. Well, that, that, it doesn't, that matter. doesn't matter. And and if you're really pissed about the booking of John Cena, it's the John Cena show in WWE right now, just like it was the Hulk Hogan show in the '80s. That's my take on it. That's my take on it. Uh, but totally agree, that's what you have your Lucha Undergrounds, so you're good. And that but should we're, but and we're that should mellow you out. <laughs> For if you choose to watch Monday Night Raw, um, anyways, but but no, I think I think generally this is right because I mean we feel like Cesaro's kind of faded through, and what does it take for a guy to pop up? Now I think Seth Rollins has popped up. I think he's a perfect example that has. So what is it that Seth Rollins has that your Dean Ambrose, your Cesaro's, your I don't I think Kevin Owens is still a work in progress. I don't, don't count him out yet. You know, he might be doing some cool things by the end of the... I, I'm, I'm curious what's happening next for him. Don't get mad when he's not going against John Cena or something of that caliber. Um, because whatever is next is going to be a placeholder for that next thing that's going to happen. Right? So, that uh, sorry, that's my side take on that. Anyways. Anyways. But going back to this. So, so let me let me go on, hit up on uh, Mainstream Matt's... Um, as we talk about new guys coming up, wanting to see something different, I think this really kind of fits into that. He says, good evening, my fellow Americans. Uh, a, a post on the uh, WMS Facebook group revealed a lack of consensus on Battleground, so I wanted to restate my position. Uh, to him, uh, Sunday's show was a two-hour, 45-minute DVD. Oh, no, dud. My font's a little weird. Sorry about that. <laughs> two-hour, 45-minute 
dud, all caps. And no, the events on Raw did not make everything better. I think they, they, they think it was okay Raw, but I agree, it didn't make Battleground better. Uh, he has this bit about Undertaker and the non-finish. He didn't think uh, Reigns Wyatt was very good. I know I'm not alone. Reigns was having the best match on every pay-per-view since Fastlane. He meets Wyatt and poof! coincidence also weird finish there with the wise coming back you know it was screwy finish uh the outcome to owen cena was not good again i disagree the tap out loss to ko was not what he needed maybe he's turning face that could happen but it doesn't justify that finish in fact it probably makes it worse uh, we've seen this all before. Rusev, Wyatt, heck, even Edge ran into the ceiling, Cena ceiling. How long must this go on? I thought John was going to start putting guys over. Owens, Punk, Brian, really good, but not quite as good as they could have been. All pushed aside for a status quo that wears jorts and ugly t-shirts. I fear for Rollins. I doubt he can survive a feud with Cena right now. WWE is days away from an update on the update on the network subscriptions. TV ratings are down. Brock can't be there every week, so it's back to status quo Cena. I expect he'll win the title at SummerSlam, but hey, more open challenges, right? Because that's worked out great for everyone not named John Cena. Peace, mainstream Matt, home of the TNA Big Board. I got to see the Big Board in person, I, I, and it is majestic, by the way. Um, uh, also, uh, sent sent on from my hashtag heel iPhone. So, uh, what, what are your thoughts, Eamon? I, I will say this. I actually disagree with a lot of what Matt said in the email. I actually really like Battleground. Uh, I, I, you know, I, I think too many people in this, this discussion, not to knock the discussion, which I think is great, mm-hmm. but too many people made it a john cena issue mm-hmm. and too many people were this was like the best john cena thing this isn't just a john cena problem this is a problem that happens throughout the wwe right now mm-hmm. this is a john cena problem a randy orton problem a brock lesnar problem a um you know the top guys problem there is a big issue with them not making new stars and i really think that's a problem mm-hmm. um my testament to that um I think it can be argued maybe Kevin Owens tapping at Battleground didn't hurt him necessarily. I think that can be argued. What I did think was a real testament and what's something I think did real, really hurt them, as much as I love the Brock Taker stuff from Raw, having him, Rusev, Cesaro, even Sheamus, um, you know, inv- being just involved in that, everyone on the roster in that pull-apart brawl thing, mm-hmm. you wouldn't see Randy Orton in there. You wouldn't see John Cena in there. You wouldn't see those top-level guys in there, and I think that's a real testament. There is a place where they feel, and we've talked about this before on the show, like with Taker and Lesnar, they're doing this match because they they know it will sell SummerSlam. They do this all the time with WrestleMania as well. They put in the big-tier matches are from guys who are either um, guys who aren't on the show all the time, or are guys that only wrestle occasionally, like a Triple H, um, and there's not a lot of focus on those mid-card-ass kind of talents. Usually they'll get lumped into a giant multi-man match or in a battle royal. And you, yes, John Cena is the Hulk Hogan of our generation, but there is a time, there was a time when Hulk Hogan left uh, WWF or WCW, and WWF was like, what do we do? What do we do? We don't have, you know... The star pad. We don't have the, the 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 thing that is getting people to watch our shows, and it was all it was a moment. It was a moment of panic. Yes, they recovered, but 
you need to create these new stars to where you aren't relying on them. But they didn't recover until years later. Mm-hmm. I would say until like 98, yeah, really, completely. Right. right. Oh. That, that's the thing. They're trying not to have another another Hulk Hogan situation where John Cena they, – they feel John Cena could go somewhere, could not like things happening that doesn't involve John Cena. But the thing is when you see the promos that he's cutting with Cesaro or Steen or Owens or anybody, uh, it's, it's about – the f- he's talking about the future, and to me, it, it's it, it got to the point where it's like, okay, when is that coming? When is that going to happen? When's this going to happen? When's this going to happen? Oh no, there's John Cena again. But I'm 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 totally with you on this one. I'm I'm fine with the, the main event that nobody else is fine with. Something could happen. Mm-hmm. Remember, and I I totally. I dis- I disagree with Edge being involved in uh, Matt's discussion there, because mm-hmm. he, above anybody else, busted through that John Cena curtain, mm-hmm. John Cena glass ceiling, or whatever the hell he's calling it, uh, and it was just and he made it his. He had that he had that title for for a while, and it became his, uh, and I think. When you look at it, the guys that they have now, they're afraid that John Cena is not going to like the person that takes the torch from him. Honestly, honestly, I don't think it's a matter of what John Cena wants. No, it's not. Again, again, we... we, 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 what WWE thinks that John Cena wants. No, I I really don't think it is. I don't think John Cena is a a factor. His opinion and what he thinks is a is a factor. I mean, even him coming out and saying, I'm looking for that next guy that, that is, you know, that I don't yeah, have to be the guy that does all this all the time. I, I, I agree. I don't think it's his choice for this to happen, but do you not think he has enough influence in that company to, to go up to whoever and be like, Hey guys, can we just do this? Can we yeah. just have him beat yeah. me? And I think he does. Do and, and again, there's a lot of booking by committee happening. And I think that's where everything gets mm-hmm. kind of mired in. Um, LB, I think oh, I, I, I want to get LB's thoughts on this. What do you? What yeah. do you? I, you are the resident John Cena supporter in general, but uh, but I, I'm kind of just curious true. your thoughts on this. You're having really good days these days, you know. I mean, John uh, Cena became. I don't know at what point John Cena became a Ring of Honor wrestler, but okay. It's times like this that uh, that my uh, John Cena gambit is paying off. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, and I say that you know it was a bit and everything like that. But it's uh, honestly it's the truth. You take John Cena. Uh, I was actually I think I texted this to Riz earlier. Uh, yeah. John Cena and the WWE title were meant to be together. The two most important things that we're missing here that we always forget is that number one. The WWE is a business. And number two, we are not the majority audience. We are just the most vocal audience. So as a result, they are coming up to SummerSlam. They need a big proven name because as it's been pointed out that ratings are down, um, they need a big proven name. And John Cena is that proven name. They, it guarantees that they're going to have kids tuning in left and right to see their favorite wrestler fight 
that greasy bad guy Seth Rollins who has had a title forever and uh and that's unfortunately really all there is to it everything else is just mm-hmm. uh really interesting good discussion noise mm-hmm. uh, I'm reading the text right now you said none of that <laughs> <laughs> I said that. what I said was uh no it's all no, in I'll read it they should be because it's inev- inevitable. John Cena and the he- WWE Heavyweight Champion belong together. Okay, now and let, it's me, time. let me do the, the shouty part. Okay, <laughs> and it's time. <coughs> <laughs> it's time for the title to come home to Daddy. It's time for somebody to have all the titles, and John Cena is the man for the job. The champ is. Here! That was fun because I got to both shout and come. <laughs> That's right. Now, as, as, as far as the discussion as to whether it's actual good business in the long run, that's a different discussion completely, and mm-hmm. I think Eamon's right about that. WWE has always had problems establishing new stars and everything like that, and this is no exception. They like to think in the short term as opposed to the long term. That's why when you look at things like NXT and even the WWE Network, I mean, at least the basic idea, that is them planning for the future. That's why we were so surprised when these things happened, and that's why I feel that we've embraced them the way we have. Is because it's something different, it's something fresh, it's something that's going to be good in the long term mm-hmm. as opposed to next month. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just think also we mentioned, like, like, I think this is a big case of not just your Cena's and Orton's, but like your Takers and your Lesnar's and these talents that you do bring in for that name value. Um, w, I'm fine with bringing those talents in, but my issue is that they've all, the, their use of those talents for the last, like, what? four or five years has all been like putting on dream matches, putting on this big name talent that's going to bring someone into the building versus this big name, big name talent that's going to bring someone into the building. Mm. I think it's fine to use those talents if you at least let them elevate those lower competitors. That's right. Right. So, so, so you're saying about they're, they're losing, using say Brock Lesnar as a crutch. They're using old talent like Undertaker, Triple H against him as a crutch. And, and, like I really, I guess you could use Brock Lesnar as an example, and Seth Rollins as an example of. But well, should you use Brock to elevate Seth to the level that somebody wants to see Seth as much as Brock? Seth is the only newer guy besides Roman Reigns, actually, that Brock has faced mm-hmm. since he's come back. You know, like that's the thing. I, I get Brock Taker sells tickets, but wouldn't it sell? Maybe just around as much tickets to see Brock versus a guy like, I don't know, like Rusev or, um, you know, uh, Dolph Ziggler or something like that. He still has the name value. He still has the drawing ability. Mm -hmm. It's just you're putting him with somebody that you can allow to get to that point. You know what I mean? I, I, I think I like you. I think you put it perfectly. They're using him more as a crutch as opposed to an actual tool to make new talent. Isn't. That, like, the, the goal for WWE, for SummerSlam, is to get viewers. Is to get that viewership up. Just like it was for, you know, Rock and Cena. You put those two together, I'm going to watch this for John Cena and The Rock. But 
I stay for all the other shit that's going on. I paid for it. Now I'm going to watch it. I, I, I get what you're saying, but it goes back to what LB said of that, of that being a short-term goal, not a long-term mm-hmm. goal. And that's what WWE thinks. So, and, and yeah, they'll stay for that mid-card talent, but if it's a show – that happen. It's, if it's a even not even if it's like a WrestleMania, if it's like a pay per view, they are going to expect something big. I, I got, and sometimes I, shit happens where you can't always do that. I want to put a side perspective on this, and then and then I want to jump in the chat room and get some of these comments. There's some really good stuff happening in there. Uh, you guys can join us live at WrestleManiaShow.com here on Tuesday nights if you want to be a part of this as well. Um, but uh, I, I so so. We always say that uh, the mid car is not doing anything, and mid car is doing that. You know, they're, they're buried, buried, buried. You know, but I also want to point out, like when I see, we, I know we don't feel like a lot is happening with the mid card sometimes, but those characters do still resonate. Okay, mm-hmm. um, seeing the crowd doing the millions of dollars going back and forth, or even the people clapping and getting into New Day, uh, you know, even as heels and seeing that in person at the live show recently, um, or even seeing Matt's kid chant the new day sucks you know and 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 and, and getting excited for uh the new day is one example but jeez, uh, who else has popped out or lucha dragons or something like that they're serving their purpose there in the middle and yeah we want them to be the guys against john cena the guys up top but again it's kind of like that uh, that idea i'm just glad sometimes when somebody's getting a wwe paycheck but uh yeah. but as long as they're doing good stuff there and unfortunately, We're, go ahead. Uh, no, I'm, I'm sorry. I keep on interrupting you, Sorg. It's okay. Go ahead. You, you, if you have a no, 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 no. I'm, I'm, I want to see what you were taking out of that. I, I, what I took out of that was, and it kind of meshes together here with what I believe Eamon pointed out before, or maybe it was you, Sorg. Uh, we're the min- we're the vocal minority of the group. Right. We have our voice out here. We're talking to you guys about what we what right when we know that we aren't (laughs) the target audience that wwe is trying to get they're trying to get the younger people to do it yeah and like like you said with uh with uh matt's son he's the target already audience because he's gonna have a podcast in about 10 years and be talking about this too and Probably be angry about some other talent not doing things. Man, this this flippity flopperter Joe is not as good as as uh, Seth Rollins was back in the day. Man, I wish Seth Rollins would come back from his movie business job and uh, take on take on uh, Heath Slater, the current champion at WrestleMania. Oh wow, oh, gee, that, that that's a that's, world I would like to live in. By the way, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what you're what you're talking. I'm about. sorry. I'm sorry. It's very but, hot in the studio. I think this. I just had a fever dream. I'll say this. I agree with you. Yeah, people are doing the primetime players dance and they're chanting New Day sucks, but it'll take time to see. But who's to say they can't fade away? Mm -hmm. There are plenty of talented people that got over, that were popular, that were big, I think, sellers in the WWE that faded away and are completely forgotten now. People like like an Alberto Del Rio, people like a, a John Morrison. Uh, uh, people, I'm ju- I'm just trying. I just thought of those two names because of the joke. The only the only name that I can think of that you're talking about is Zack Ryder. Zack Ryder, yeah, Zack Ryder is another one, but the, but he's a perfect case of it. You know, um, I, I think there is um, there's a difference between it, it's yeah that people can get over in the short term, but can they 
maintain the status and put a company on their back in the long term. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Well, you may never know. Hey, from the chat, like I said, there's some great conversations happening in here. Uh, when, when mainstream Matt is going to watch New Japan until he forgets who John Cena is. Uh, <laughs> Again, it's not a John Cena problem. I, I know, I know, I know. I know. Uh, also, remember when Rusev Brock was the hottest match on the Mayhem Mania board? Yeah, 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 that's booking things. And you can't tell me that Rusev is not a viable opponent. In that no, 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 no. Nobody's no. saying that, though. I'm, I'm saying not that. saying you guys are saying that. But I'm like, saying that. You're, you're over the well, Rusev? you don't like Rusev. I don't. I have zero interest in seeing Brock Lesnar versus oh, Rusev. Wow. You, you, don't, you didn't like Sheamus in the beginning, too, and then everything changed. No, it didn't. I hate Sheamus. That match at Battleground was painful to watch. Yeah, it was a little bit. There, there was, was a point in time you were a Sheamus fan. There was a brief period of time, but that's because he won the Royal Rumble for me. Sheamus mm-hmm. was just, just, uh, Let's see. They want guys uh, with larger what than the life. Fuck was it? What? <laughs> Remember when he debuted, you didn't even mention his last name? Hmm? Who? Um, yep. <laughs> yep. And, and or point to this whole conversation. Anyways, back to the chat room, because uh, their conversation makes sense. Uh, but uh, <laughs> no, <it doesn't. laughs> uh, they want guys larger than life and looks and charisma. Uh, Owens is not that guy, says Buddy Landell in the chat. Hey, buddy. Uh, Hi, buddy. And with that, you know, I, they, they stick guys like Owens in there um, to attract us. And then the kids are going to hate him because he's not Cena and he's kind of a douchebag. Uh, but we're like, yes, please be the asshole, you know, because we want the craze. So it's the attitude era again, right? He's going to play. He, he, he has to lose, right? Because the good guy has to win in this case. And um, it's, I don't know. It, it, I, don't, I don't know about I don't know about Kevin Owens not having star power though. No, 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 and I think it's it's, it's, it's to develop. Being but, a face doesn't necessarily mean you. have But does he have the crossover? And, and 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 if you're a heel, you're not going to have the crossover appeal. And yes, you're always going to get run over by the faces. That's kind of the point mm-hmm. of wrestling, isn't it? Yeah. And the the problem is, we now cheer the he, the the heels because we appreciate them and say, well, he should get out there and do stuff. But Seth know, Rollins, but Seth, still- Seth Rollins, for six months has been has been going out there and say how great he is, um, eking his way through championship matches. And yes, he's cleaned one a, a few of them with Dean Ambrose and such. But still, Cena coming in and to be the guy that shut him up makes sense. Now he beats Cena, mm-hmm. gets his way out of it, or cleans him, or pins him clean and proves his worth. As as Triple H has been kind of prodding him to do lately, um, I think helps his stock too, but also kind of turns him in the face as well a little bit maybe. But but you know, either way, it's okay if Cena kicks his ass and everybody wins with him. You know, you know, you know, title held, double title held high or wherever the case may be. Because Sorg, is it okay? No, it's not okay for you, Riz. Okay. But, <laughs> but, but, no, I mean, uh, it, but it's, it's fine with be, me. Yeah, yeah. I, but, 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 but as far as wrestling goes, that's how it works. Yeah. Well, it's it, it it's okay for a short period of time because right. I would hold up Bray Wyatt as an example of uh, someone who had the potential to be a great villain, but they forgot that villains have to win sometimes to be taken seriously. <laughs> yep. right. And now right, right, Bray right. Wyatt is just a roly-poly cane. <laughs> He's a monster that we're <laughs> That's supposed That's a great to analogy. Roly-poly cane. He's, <laughs> he's a monster that we're supposed to be afraid of, but no one's afraid of him because he never wins a match. Kind of like how big guys are supposed to be threats, but they ne- they rarely ever win. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, every uh-huh. every year, every gonna, single Royal Rumble, they say how are they gonna the throw giant. Together? Exactly. How are they going to throw the giant out together? Always <laughs> together. That's fucking teamwork. teamwork. <laughs> yeah. We should. We should. Put a, somebody put a music video to every big guy getting thrown out by the rest of the Royal Rumble <laughs> to that song, please. That is your homework assignment, fans. Anybody that even has an iMovie account uh, can do that for me, please. I want to see that next week. But anyway. Wow, that was great. Guys, I've been having so much fun, uh, but we need to take a break. We need to take a pizza break, as we do at this time. You need a something break. Somebody's, I think Amos got a poop. You got that burrito <laughs> from Chipotle is coming through, isn't it? Well, you, you, you said it, not me. <laughs> yeah, we have, a, we have to have an honest discussion about uh, Moe's, Moe's Southwest Grill versus Chipotle sometime, because that's been my, it's the one on my route home. So. I don't know what the first thing you said was, but Chipotle's pretty great. Does, uh, does either of those places have pizza? They don't have pizza, but if you want pizza and you're in the South Hills of Pittsburgh, you need to go to SliceOnBroadway.com uh, and please go check out our friends there. Let them know you heard about them from the Wrestling Mayhem show. And thank you so much, Riz, for bringing this back around. Uh, you're welcome. But uh, they're right here in the South Hills, like I said, on the tracks here in Beachview in the South Hills of Pittsburgh. And uh, also in Carnegie, PA, down there on Main Street, they have beer. You can bring beer, I believe still, BYOB. And they've been supporting Pittsburgh Podcasting with the perfect pepperoni pizza for well over a year. Thank you so much to them. Please check them out at SliceOnBroadway.com. They're on the Twitters. They're on that Twitter machine. Hit them up, PGH underscore Slice. Slice on Broadway on the instagrams as well as the facebook so you can eat your phone just like the riz i'm not eating my i hope you got a protection plan on that because those are bite marks thank you so much to them so go check out that and please take a look here's a peek at last week in Sorgatron Media. I, say, I want to ask Chris if she's if you're just like breaking out and Chachi plays plugs like in the middle of the night, you know, <laughs> sleep chatting. And she just like she just like reaches over like I know I know I'll donate in the morning. You know, typically speaking, by the way, that was like the, my biggest fear was like if a microphone even got within like a hundred yards of me, I was like, oh my god, I'm gonna die. I'm gonna combust mm. right now. Like this is the end of my life. I don't know if uh, indie wrestling shows uh, had uh, wealthy patrons who uh, earn their money selling LSD all, all up and down the West uh, Coast. I don't was, know about in Pittsburgh, but I'm sure somewhere there is. Uh, that was that was the case for the Grateful Dead. Like, I, uh, TV. I like the hype bros. Like, I like the movie Batman and Robin. <laughs> are they a good tag team? <laughs> no. No. But are they entertaining and campy? Yes. No. Absolutely. <laughs> Yeah, Mojo Rally is essentially NXT's bat nipples. Chachi Plays for Kids is coming back again. The 24-hour Gameathon for Youth Arts Programs in Pittsburgh. August 7th and 8th at the Toonsium or join us live. ChachiPlays.com. Find out how you can make a difference too and donate today. ChachiPlays.com. Up, down, down, left, right, left, right, BA, BA, start! Check out that so much more at SorgatronMedia.com. We have so many great shows. Not even that. We even got the Power Hour of myself and LB and some great... And we actually talk about wrestling more often than not on there and comic books and other stuff. But really just life. 
Uh, so yeah, please if you check can out. believe it. We talk a lot about wrestling and comic books. How about that? Because like, <laughs> I want this show be- where you where it's all about being positive. Yeah, yeah. There you go. There you go. Hey, a positive show about wrestling. Sometimes we fail that here, but wow. we bring it back around there. I know, unheard of on the internet these days, right? Anyways, but one very positive thing we like to do every week is the biggest of big questions, and here to deliver that right to your ear holes is Papa Lunchbox. Yes, 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 yes. Um, I had a conversation uh, about the pay-per-view with one Jack Bunja, Jack Bunja, friend of the show, friend of the Panel Riot show. Um, And uh, we were talking about the Divas and how they had a really good match, but there wasn't much build for it there wasn't a whole lot going around it was a brief introduction but then they went out and had an awesome match um so the big question this week is this um what makes a good feud should the focus be on the build should the focus be on the execution of the match are they equally important uh can a match survive with one being better than the other what makes a good feud i'm so happy about this question <laughs> good do you want to you want to answer first uh because i did actually i have been talking about this a lot uh which i think plays into it uh two factors that come into me with a feud wait can, uh, before you say this uh i just want to say it makes me so happy when i ask a question and people are like ah that's good <laughs> i want to answer that <laughs> it makes me ecstatic okay go ahead um Two things for me, and these aren't the definitive things of the feud, but like I, I think these are two things you should keep into account always. One is that whatever you do in the feud should translate over into the actual <laughs> match. Uh, I bring this up because uh, at Battleground we had a match between Roman Reigns and Bray Wyatt, which involved Bray Wyatt um, uh, holding up a picture of, of his daughter – in like a in like a in like a room or whatever, then you know sneak attacks like all this crazy stuff hitting a dude with a lantern, uh, all this like crazy psychotic stuff, and the match started with a collar and elbow tie up. <laughs> then it was just a match. Yeah, it's just a regular wrestling match. Uh, that happened with I think one of the matches that gets critiqued a lot for this was the uh, Triple H Randy Orton WrestleMania 25 match, mm. where the build had home invasions. And <laughs> kissing of other dudes' wives and, and sledgehammer stuff and all this craziness and like it started with a collar and elbow tie-up and was treated like a wrestling match. Uh, the feuds need to play into the actual match, or there's no point for the actual feuds. Um, the second thing is that plays into my thoughts on this John Cena Seth Rollins thing that that irked me about last night, which was. John Cena basically coming out and, and calling Seth Rollins a loser, a joke, someone who doesn't deserve to be where he is, all that stuff. And it can be argued, if John Cena goes into SummerSlam and beats Seth Rollins, what does it accomplish that he just beat a joke? Or if he loses, what is it he lost to a joke? Uh, I think that you have to make – the fans seem invested in both sides of the argument. You can be a face and have issues with a heel, but not deride a heel necessarily. And, or not deride a face. Um, and you can validate them without, you know, with still having hatred directed towards them. Uh, I think that's something that needs to be taken into account sometimes. 
Nice. 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 Uh, any, whoever, Riz? Uh, to me, it, it, it comes down to they have to go hand in hand somehow. Either it's going to be 100% on the, not 100%, more like 80, 75% on the wrestling or 80, 75% on storyline. But there's that little, you have to have a little bit of both to make it worthwhile for me. And, and like, like Eamon said, we were in the same hangout and all he said was, this is, we, we were both saying this, this is a feud that deserves just an ass kicking. And collar and elbow tie-ups aren't an ass kicking. Uh, so I guess telling a story in the ring as well helps out. Uh, but the story has to be good to make it worth having a storyline in the ring. Uh, we had this discussion all, all the time on TNA, um, about TNA. Uh, Dustin and I just keep on, kept on going on and on and on and on and on about it, kept on going in circles. Uh, but he, he does have some valid points about having it in the ring telling a story. And, but the story, like I said, the story has to be really good to have that happen. And sometimes the wrestling alone helps that storyline move on through there. Like with, uh, what, uh, with the uh, conversation that started this, the divas didn't have much of a debut storyline, but their wrestling helped a lot to get the, to get their names out there. They, they didn't need a storyline and they just worked out what they've already known for months of how good they are. And it, it goes, it goes hand, to answer your question. It's like a slide sliding scale. It just helps making a good match better with a better storyline. That's just me. Okay. Okay. Um, I, you know, I'm, I'm with you. I, I'm think I'm trying to think good ones. There's a lot coming up in the chat room here. Um, and I can't remember the last time when there was just like a great feud. Like I don't Orton Brock wasn't it. The best stuff over the last few years, I think, has been um, um, you know Brock Taker. I think Punk Taker was good. Mm-hmm. I think that's. I mean, and, and that's even just that's just build up to a match, not a series of matches. You know what the best right. feud has been in the last few years that I can recall is Shawn Michaels and Chris Jericho. Yeah. That is personal issues paired with great matches, great storytelling from start to finish. And there's that prog- man Mike saying, uh, uh, you know, logical progression and, and, and everything and, and something that something that develops. Right. I mean, Chris Jericho was a different person by the end of that feud, you know, and, <laughs> and, and, and I think, again, great storytelling in the ring. It has to match. Um, I'm, I'm with Eamon on that. It needs to, you know, 
the feud needs to match what happens in the match as far as the collar, collar and elbow with a blood feud, right? What happened when uh, Ric Flair and Macho Man had their WrestleMania match and there was uh, the pictures of R- Flair and Elizabeth? It, <laughs> Macho Man came in like a madman and was starting to tear into him, you know, made, made Flair bleed, you know, and it got crazy. And I think... I think I might have ended in a DQ or something or something weird, didn't it? No, he pinned him. That's right, he did pin him. Um, but uh, but but still, like that fit, and I feel like we don't get that. And, and I don't know if it's the wrestlers or the writers that are disconnecting here. So, what about you, Papa Lunchbox? Uh, well, I think a uh, a well executed match can do a lot of the heavy lifting when it comes to a feud. Um, but uh, in the long run. The greatest, the greatest matches um, are not just memorable for what happens in the ring. Um, I, I keep holding, uh, I keep going back to uh, Shawn Michaels versus The Undertaker one uh, as a standard bearer for incredible matches. It's a good gateway to get people into wrestling because it shows how good it can be. Um, and uh, but the the build for that was incredible as well. You had you know Shawn Michaels getting the best of the undertaker. He was the first person to like mess with the undertaker and then get away with it. He would, uh, he would, you know, run away and scot free and he would play mind games with the undertaker. Who's known for playing mind games with everybody else. And the build was really, really good. And the match absolutely delivered. Um, if push comes to shove, if you just got two guys who, Oh, they just met and maybe they bumped into each other and they go out in the ring and have a great match. It's a great match, um, and it, it can be memorable just for being a good match, but when you have all the pieces, the total package like that, that's a truly great match that people will be talking about years from now. Awesome, awesome. From the chat room, we had uh, – oh, I lost it. Oh, I lost it. But uh, compare compare uh, that to the start of like Rock and Austin and uh, – WrestleMania X7, and like I said, Mike was saying, define characters, define motivations, and logical perfection. It has to make sense. Yep. This this has to be mm-hmm. a it has to be a fight, right? I mean, it, it has to be a fight for something, and then and, and it needs to be more. It, it seems like we're just oh, he's going for the belt. Of course he is, and this is prestigious, and we seem to be saying the same line month after month, and 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 there's no progress there. So, well. On that point, uh, if you guys want to chime in again, hashtag WMS Big Question on Twitter. Make sure you followed at Mayhem Show as well, so we can DM you with your prize. That this week, of course, is going to be Vicious Outcast Wrestling's Rumble Party. They had a big show there uh, the night of the Royal Rumble here locally with guys like Sabu taking on uh, G Raver, for instance. Some really big names on that from our friends at Vicious Outcast Wrestling. You can get it free and uh, uh, let us know what you think are, are, are the big things about feuds that you, you know, what makes a feud for you? It's kind of a side. What was the last great feud that you liked? Like, what is a good example of a feud, I think? Um, now, last week we had a great one. Uh, LB, you, you submitted yours uh, digitally, uh, your, your big question, and that was, what was a, Thank you. What is a good ring name? And I think we had a lot of fun with that conversation. We got some really interesting uh, responses. Uh, first of all, uh, Ed Burke, uh, Magma Priest out there, uh, at Ed Burke 37 thank you. Uh, best ring name is Brett the Hitman Heart. Still perfect after all these years. Really, a heel name I always thought too. You know, like mm-hmm. like a Hitman, right? But uh, it turns into like he like it transformed in my mind to you know the 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 Hitman. You know, 
Um, and and, and it really, something that evolved over years, too. Uh, Lanford Paul on Twitter, DP, uh, he says, The sinister minister, smart, articulate, creative, with the wickedest sense of humor. Um, and also Paul Bearer for obvious reasons. And we had a lot of other answers, but these ones that really kind of rose to the top. And use the hashtag as well so we could find them again. Uh, this was a weird one. Uh, hashtag Gandalf Hitler, hands down. And I, I didn't, but somebody looked it up and said, yeah, there's a Gandalf Hitler out there. So, okay. Wow. I did not expect that to come up. Uh, so uh, those guys, uh, they're going to win a copy uh, digitally of IWC's Best of 2013. Some great, great names on that. Check out all those titles at PittsburghWrestling.com. And sign up for the newsletter over there that pops up at the top of your screen or, or at WrestlingMayhemShow.com. You'll get updates on this podcast, all the rest of the stuff we're doing. Every week there's a digest of all the wrestling shows as well as uh, 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 updates for new releases, sales, so you can go clean up. I, I see those like we do, we do some coupon sales and I'll see everybody clean up on every night of the superstars that we have on the digital collection. And uh, like I said, some some stuff's going to be changing soon and we're going to be putting a lot more digital downloads once that, that ch- change doesn't co- come in effect. And uh, there's going to be a lot of great indie wrestling going on. So with that, hey, you know, you can support the show, ProWrestlingTees.com. Uh, they have a lot of fun stuff including, uh, hey, we're there. We're there. You can support this show. Pick up a T-shirt. Put us on your back. And uh, and and please, uh, we got the Mayhem Show logo, property uh, WMS, as well as Good Times at WrestlingMayhemShow dot com. Uh, the great great designs by the great Alex Cars. And while you're there, there's so much more favorites like Macho Man, Randy Savage. You can get a super kick party with the Young Bucks. Got to see them talking to them briefly up at uh, AIW a couple weeks ago. Onto the Giants represented some guy named uh, CM Punk, some jabroni, uh, DDP Yoga Bro, um, Jeff Jarrett, as well as but but. Make sure you're supporting the indie guys. Some of the guys that maybe aren't quite as big, you know, they go, CM Punk, he's selling t-shirts. But go check out DJ Zima Ion. Go check out Matt Cross. Go check out friends of the show like that. Support them just like supporting podcasts. Uh, Some guy named Cole Cabana. Me and Gene Okerlund's on this thing. ACH. (laughs) You know, all these guys, they get a little bit more. There's Bobby Lashley with a funny look on his face. Um, Candice LeRae, who was just, we were talking about at great length last week. Um, Papa Shango. Papa Shango's on here. (laughs) What has he got? I wonder if he's got a teacher for each of his gimmicks. Uh, There's some Papa Shango. Yep, there's some Godfather. Okay, all right. The, the The hoe train. That's that's fun. That's awesome. Go check that out. ProWrestlingTees.com slash WMS to get you started. All right. We have some emails I want to go through here. Uh, and say kind of all over the place. So uh, we'll, we'll hit them up and get some commentary and uh, find out what you guys learned this week in wrestling. First of all, from uh, Mayhem Urs, uh, hashtag Heal Garza reporting for duty. I won't talk Battleground and Raw, Battleground and Raw because you probably know what I thought about it, but I want to bring up a topic in tonight's panel and see what overall opinion is. Neville. From the last four Raws, he's only been seen in two. And losing to Sheamus and Stardust, his big feuds were Barrett and Dallas since debuting. Plus, he never got his match back against Cena. Would you, uh, already, would you already consider Neville to be a lost in the shuffle? Remember, remember to thank Stephanie McMahon for making women's wrestling the best in all the world and caring so much. Hashtag Divas Revolution. Zero out. Uh, yes, I think we talk about that glass ceiling. I think it is just a... 
there's so much going on, and maybe he wasn't there this week. Or maybe he's going to do something spectacular on SmackDown. I think you also have to remember, there are other shows on the WWE mm-hmm. collection. of. We, like, I haven't seen yeah, this person. Yeah, he does person. do... Um... He does. he does do like main event and stuff like that. Yeah, he's having. So. You want to follow a guy like that? Tune into more from than Raw. And by the way, I've been more interested in a Neville Stardust match because of the way they're promoting the Neville Stardust match with the comic book like graphics, the comic book like uh, promos they're doing. There, there's still more in this. Stardust Neville thing. They're just tip, it's just the tip of the iceberg now. It is. It is. We'll, we'll see what happens. I'm able to do something cool uh, leading up through WrestleMania. But no, seriously, I think I think even if you just scan them, if you're on WWE Network or Hulu, all those shows are on there. Um, so you know, take a look at the description. Like, oh, there's a Neville match. I need to check this out and skip all the raw rebounds and all that crap. And you, you, it's another 20 minutes you've added to watch something. Uh, if you really want to catch these guys, you're like, I haven't seen nothing's being done with Stardust. Nothing's being done with Neville. They're somewhere else. If you don't see them on any of those shows in a week, then maybe you should start kind of worrying about the guy. So, but remember, there's all there's how what are we up to now? Five, six, seven hours of wrestling, wrestling mm. that they have out there. Um, and you're watching three of them on a regular basis. Most likely, I'm, I'm, I'm broadly putting this out because we all talk about Raw. And, and Raw, 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 Raw. And, and nobody talks about what happens on other shows. Although funny, they did accidentally put the graphics up for Superstars on the first recap of the night last night. They've been doing that a couple times. Did they do that, Kevin? Somebody, mm-hmm. I think they got somebody new in there that's been hitting the wrong button. That is hard, you know? I mean, sometimes you just put it on a button and you just got somebody picking their nose or it's the wrong graphics for the show or something like that. And, and it just gets really long and awkward and then somebody's just got this look on their face and, and nobody knows for a while, right? I, so. I literally didn't know Sorb was doing it too. <laughs> that's a little visual gag for you guys on the video i would have noticed that i was on the camera that's... i was like swords fucking up god damn it <laughs> <laughs> but anyways back to the uh, and, and and hey the divas i think i think we're gonna have some more commentary here about the divas as well uh so uh this one is from this is the ed burke one next right thank you so much i think this is, is this his first email to the show yeah I awesome. believe so. He's been really he's been talking with us a good bit on on Twitter. I really appreciate that. So so for his first kind of uh checking in here with us. Let me put it on the screen so I can actually look at you guys while I'm reading these things. So hi. I'm hi hi internet. So I'm sitting here watching Raw, he says, and I I'm thinking about my opinions on wrestling. Over the past few months primarily from listening to this podcast. Thank you. Hey. I've regained a lot of my enjoyment of wrestling and I want to thank you guys for that. Good. I'm glad we provided a service to you. Um and beyond that, I've come to both a greater enjoyment of the product and less cynical attitude about a lot of it. Most especially, I've come to a much less cynical idea about John Cena in specific. Will, I think you, you got, got a new friend. Us? Will, no, I think that, that, is, that is headed up from Will right there. There you go. There you go. It's, it's okay. It's okay. Um, I lost my place in the excitement. I'm so sorry. Uh, I, I will openly admit that I understand him after years of seeing the same matches over and over again. And it took a while to accept that he's better than I remember him being years ago. And that the WWE leaning on him like a crutch is not his fault. It actually goes really well with our earlier conversation. But uh, but sitting here uh, watching him come out to confront Seth Rollins instead of 
anyone else really reminds me of the problems I've had with the WWE and their handling of his character. I know it's not John Cena's fault that the WWE rely on him above other wrestlers. I know it's not John Cena's fault that they seem to have no ideas other than throw John in the mix. I know it's not John Cena's fault that so many wrestlers have been abandoned and left to 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 languish after being run into the Great Wall of Cena headfirst. There's a lot of good ones this week. Uh, I know all of this and I want to keep the cynicism in check. I really want to, but it's so hard when they hit you in the face with all the reasons to remain the cynic. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm overreacting to one segment. That's quite possible. And I hope I am, but sure as hell fits the pattern. And and I think a lot of people uh, are really fitting a lot of the commentary in the, in the hangout last night and everything, Uh, you know, as, as, as we kind of already mentioned, uh, there any, any comments to this? Any response to this you guys have? The, the only thing I'm going to say is they have five weeks. That's true. Yeah, they, <laughs> things can change mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. five weeks. But it's so much. Mm-hmm. Also, we say, well, they have five weeks to develop this. But y'all got to re- remember, we go back to the journal fan that just tuned in last night and trying to decide if they were entertained, and maybe switched over to a rerun of Gotham. You know what I mean? Is another consideration. All right. Did somebody do that sort? No, 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 no. I'm just saying, like, in general, there's, like, WWE has a lot of competition, and it's not just wrestling anymore. And they admit that, too. Mm-hmm. This is, I believe this is, no, this isn't Carl. This is, this is Mad Mike's. I did not tag these appropriately. I'm sorry. Hey, guys, just wanted to elaborate a little bit on the topic of the day, which is the, of course, the co star of Trainwreck, John Cena, which I heard was a very funny movie from a coworker who is not a wrestling fan. So. Now, listen, as I've said multiple times, John Cena is a person is great. John Cena athlete is hell. This is, this is a, everybody's gotten the same bandwagon here. Uh, it's not his fault. Get Gene Snitsky. It was not John Cena's fault that he's so good. <laughs> um, it's not, but John Cena, the product sucks. It's stale. Anytime we think we might get a new wrinkle. Is this, didn't we just have a conversation about John Cena, the product does not suck a week ago? And now it's kind of 180'd on everybody. Um, yeah. Uh, the product reverts back to old Lol John's, uh, Lol, you know, wins mentality and Cena becomes stale uh, uh, toast again. Uh, it's not Cena's fault. This is the fault of WWE, who's afraid of them trying to make stars and have only uh, been two calendar years in which Cena has not held a world championship. Hey, there was a year, and I love that that was the play up to uh, the Rock Cena 2, where he just had a bad year. Like I thought that was the best. That was the most character building they had done with John Cena in a long time, you know. And, mm-hmm. and I thought it was really good. And, he, and then again, you got that he had to win that guy that one. He really had to win that one mm-hmm. in the long run. So, anyways, sorry. Uh, Ambrose given Rollins has been uh, more inter- interesting and has given uh, some fresh faces title shots like Ambrose and Reigns. That's kind of an interesting pairing there. It's a trend that we could have uh, continuous, especially with SummerSlam already sold on the match of Taker versus Lesnar. Rollins should have been given a match that he can win, but still put on a good show. I think Bobby said it best last night on the Hangout. WWE won't be able to make new stars until they can shatter the glass Cena. So there you go. Thank you, everybody. You can check out. Uh, you can you can send us your thoughts. We read all of them, even if we don't read them on the air. But a lot of them get on the air. Good times at wrestlingmayhemshow.com. So now I want to know what you guys learned in wrestling this week. We got a lot going on, but first let's touch on our panel. Papa Lunchbox, do you have one? 
Um, what did I learn in wrestling this week, Sorg? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This this week, this particular week. Riz, what did you learn in wrestling this week? <laughs> this week? Th- this week. This week right now. This very week. <laughs> Eamon, what did you learn in wrestling this week? And <laughs> I, I learned because I prepared. Uh, oh! <laughs> I no, Eamon, you're supposed to keep the bit going. Yeah. No, Eamon, no I got to learn stuff. stuff. <laughs> uh, I learned that uh, while uh, so many people in the WWE are worried about uh, snatching the brass ring, Sasha Banks is too busy snatching edges. What? It's a metaphor for uh, ripping out people's weaves. Oh, yeah. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. That She's was, the queen of snatching edges. That was too street I, for me. I learned I learned young people slang so hard. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that must be a Corpus Christi uh, term down there. No, not really. No, not really? No. Okay, all right. Uh, Riz, what did you learn? I, I learned that... I missed a lot in the week. I, I, I didn't really watch that much wrestling when I was on vacation last week. Mm-hmm. I, I just saw it like when you guys were talking about it, and then I was listening to you guys, and I just missed a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, then I came back here, and everybody was yelling again, so I didn't miss anything. <laughs> So as, as so many things change, well, actually nothing. Uh, what about you, as Papa Lunchbox? As the world turns, Papa Lunchbox. Uh, I learned that uh, uh, Daniel Bryan was almost named Buddy Peacock or Lloyd Boner. Wait, really? Wow. Yeah, seriously, it's in his book. His book came out this week, and uh, that's one of the things. No, wait, we wait, were, wait, wait, wait. But no. I realized we were there. We were there the night that he revealed that he was named Lloyd Bono, right? Oh, my God, yeah, you're yeah. right. That yeah. was the Chikara show. And, yeah, you're totally right. That was the last he time was, I saw he you. Was, he was joking that those were the <laughs> na- <laughs> That's a weird way to play. Hmm. That's the time we almost killed him in the parking lot with Chops, too. Correct. Mm-hmm. That wasn't the last time you saw me in person. Was it? Yeah, it, was. it was one time after that. When was that? Oh, like when he was in the studio, wasn't he? Remember when I had the stoke monkey head on and you were rubbing my nipples and shit? Oh, yeah, yeah, I do remember that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was good. That was good. We should do that again. Wow. <laughs> no, we should not. Well, this got weird. This got really weird. Listeners, uh, stoke monkey is a giant monkey's head and Lunchbox has... Just, 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 just look up the Stoke Monkey on on, on the YouTube. That's the explanation. <laughs> likes to touch people who are in the studio with him. That's true. So That's real. true. And uh, somebody might learn that coming up soon. Like that person behind you? <laughs> no, no. He's not going to be in the studio, Sorg. Oh, you're in the you Lunchbox are. Studios over there, and you're, I don't. What? You're going to be in the studio, I'm, Sorg. I'm going to be what? I love that this is happening again. Sword. Hey, Sword. Going sword. About day. sword. Yeah, she doesn't uh, care. Wait, wait, what did nope. you learn from wrestling this week? Uh, from wrestling. From wrestling. I learned. Ooh, do I, do I go there with this? I learned that. I learned go that. Is this, is this too weird? Okay, I learned that Jerry Lawler openly looks at porn on his phone in the locker room. Oh! Wait, you just learned that? <laughs> Whoa, there's a problem of just kind of figuring it happens and being like looking down and be like, oh, shit, look at that. Um, so there's that. Um, 
Yeah, yeah. No, the, in Elvis, you give one? Yeah, I did. Yeah. Okay. If you want to know more about uh, that and other stories from my weekend with uh, some big names like uh, Matt Hardy and uh, Kevin Nash and uh, and uh, who else was on that show? Magnus and Mickey James. Mickey James touched me, guys. Oh, I'll never wash my back. And other other great Wait, great people. What? What was it? To, was it to hand you her child and say, "Here, hold this briefly"? <laughs> no, but I did see their child, and they brought the child to the wrestling show because they were both on the card. And, did you uh, ask her how the train felt when? You- no, no, I didn't have a chance to really converse. But she talked to me through the camera lens. Whoa! Wow! In a wrestling fashion. Find out more about that, that on Indie that, Mayhem that show this wink, week. That wink did not seem in a wrestling fashion. So. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, guys. Oh, are you From the chat room. Uh, Mainstream Matt learned that there's now a strange woman lurking behind LB. Hello. Hi. <laughs> Hello. Oh, she's all over the internet tonight. I don't know how much she's aware of that. I learned that. Has she watched the show? Is she, does she know what you're doing right now? She hasn't. She hasn't seen this show. She's seen Sawtooth Willie, and she's been here for a recording of Panel Riot and a recording of uh, the Power Hour. She's she's seen Sawtooth Willie, yet she's still at your house. So that that <laughs> right? says something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's I a mean, good sign. I mean, that's like that's like the that's like the the like like <laughs> that's what you put on your eHarmony profile, and if they still <laughs> swipe right, I'm I'm confusing apps now. Uh, but mm-hmm. yeah, that is not eHarmony. <laughs> Amen knows. Amen knows. Amen's going to give me the Tinder report later. Uh, but anyways, uh, that's wait. I didn't get. That's not the gay one. No. That, okay. Anyways. Uh, oh my. Mad Grindr, Mike learned Grindr. that uh, he's actually excited for a Vampiro match in 2015. That's awesome. From the chat, actually from Twitter, Ed Burke again. He said that he learned that Raw locker rooms about as effective at restraining Brock and Undertaker as the Japanese military fighting Godzilla. Also, from the Facebook, is usually our longest What I Learned post, uh, Bobby FJ Town, WWE needs to create new stars, but somehow I'm going to break the, the Blasina. That's where we got a lot of that. Missy, not the ones you're thinking, uh, she says that Divas Division is better than ever before and that indie wrestling, you can always go back home. Not sure who she's refer- re- referencing on that one. Uh, Garza learned that Stephanie Man has an ugly addiction to the spotlight, and now every time a Diva is on screen, we must thank Steph and suck up to her. <laughs> he was really taking the Stephanie stuff personally. Guards is like vindictive against that. Uh, Gabriel learned that the Undertaker can still cut an amazing promo. Also learned Vampiro has never had a single match in the WWE or WWF. Uh, Matthew out you there. You know who else hasn't? Who? Jushin Thunder Liger until Oops. a couple weeks from tonight. Oh, and I can't see it live. It kills me. It kills me. Um, <laughs> Ki- well, Kieko? Keiko. Thank you, Keiko. Uh, that no matter how hard someone tries to grasp a brass ring, Cena will steal it first. Wasn't enough hate on Cena on this thread, so I had to do my part. Uh, Matthew says, <laughs> Cena wins. Garza also learned, Garza again getting in there, uh, that WWE has a mid-card of geeks that can't <laughs> stop two old men from fighting each other, which also serves to identify who is protected and who isn't on the roster. Brock's <laughs> not that old. Yeah, that's true, that's true. Um, Katie Dutters, uh, that uh, uh, she should always make sure that her weave is firmly attached before she wrestles. Jen Carlins, uh, your favorite wrestler doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Matt Carlins, the only uh, the, the only the combined positivity of Bo Dallas and the New Day can tame Brock Lesnar. 
<laughs> Daniel, that a certain guy that went to MMA was right about part-timers stealing the spotlight all along. And Kiz Shifkow, that if you are not Brock Lesnar or his associate, you will disappear if The Undertaker shows up and never come back for at least 24 hours. <laughs> Anyways, uh, hey, yeah, that's right. Brock is a grandpa, apparently. That's that's by marriage, isn't it? That's fucked up. So, Mike Lurley gets to see uh, Jushin Lager this week, so... All right, guys, please let us know your your thoughts on everything. Contribute to the show, Good Times at WrestlingMamShow dot com. WMS zero. Please go to WrestlingMamShow dot com for the subscribes and the buttons and the shows and the things and the putting pops. And uh No sir. No can't make the jokes anymore. Can't no, we can't do that anymore. No? Those, no. those are off. Those, those are off. Are off. Oh. Mm. Mm. <laughs> Even though I was this close to going, daw. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's just a force of habit. But uh, anyways, uh, let's go check out all that stuff. All the great shows coming up. We got J-Rock. And, and if you remember last time he was on, we let him talk for an hour. I don't think we even got an hour uh, word edgewise because uh, he was really pissed off about Jake Roberts at the time. So we got him back here tonight on the Indie Mayhem Show. So check out the Indie Mayhem Show, uh, episode 79, and uh, conversations of uh, indie wrestling in general. Thank you, everybody. The Riz is uh, Riz plays games on the Twitter, and he's on InsertCoinToBegin.com. Check out his articles and uh, thoughts and everything over there. Hi. Hi. Hi, Eamon, at Eamon2, please. Also, the uh, voice and tweeter of Inspire Pro Wrestling at InspireProWrestling.com. Yes, indeed. You should check it out. It's the hottest thing in indie wrestling right now. It's the hottest thing. We just announced that Battle Wars is coming back, our joint stuff with Chikara Pro. So, nice. Tickets will go on sale for that uh, this Friday. So, be sure to check that out. Nice, nice. I like your hand potions there, yeah. And also the the voice of box is Papa Lunchbox panelriot.com and the power hour. That's true. That's absolutely correct. This week on Panel Riot, uh, I am pulling from the stack. What does that mean? And what does that mean to you becoming a Patreon subscriber? Tune in and find out. Panelriot.com. Mm-hmm. 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 And I'm at Sorgatron with so many things going on. We talked to a conductor uh, conducting here in Pittsburgh, uh, the uh, Final Fantasy with the Pittsburgh Symphony Orchestra over at awesomecast.net. I talked about podcasting with the great Justin Kanaki, co founder of PodCamp Pittsburgh, on there as well. Uh, we talked about wrestling in a fashion over at the Power Hour. And just go sign up for things. Please let us feed feedback subscribe share it with your friends it's what you can do if you can't help us monetarily if you can't buy the things tell people about it that's as good as cash sometimes thank you so much everybody for joining us our awesome chat room live.wrestlingmayhemshow.com about 9 p.m eastern time you can join us for three hours of wrestling talk sometimes more we'll see you guys next time mayhem out This show is a member of the Sorgatron Media Podcast Network. Find out more at sorgatronmedia.com.